Microphone check, one, two, what is this? It's the five foot seven assassin in the podcast business. I am your host, Rohan Patra, the rap music plug at your service. Here we are again at the end of the rap music plug podcast presented by QLC TV is the remedy to the I don't have anything good to listen to problem. Through in-depth album and song reviews, as well as artist interviews and general rap commentary sprinkled in between on all of what the mainstream and underground rap scenes have to offer, this is your one-stop shop to knowing what to add to your queue, play next, or pop into your record player. Welcome to the show. As we all know, success can affect people in many different ways. It can give someone positive affirmation that further powers them to pursue their passions and continue on their current path with even more tenacity and focus. But it can also lead to a lot of negative outcomes too, like an inflated ego, complacency, a sense of added pressure to continue the success. In music and art, I find this dynamic to be even more pronounced than with normal people, since successful musicians, by definition, tend to achieve in the public eye, and as a result are subject to public perception to a degree that can become corrosive to the act of making authentic art. In 2021, Makami truly ascended to another level in his career and to a level of very objective success at this point. This year was the culmination of a half decade of legendarily prolific output. Not only did he release two well-received projects, His fan base has grown tremendously, seeing his appeal felt by more than just the most in-tune underground hip-hop fans. Hell, even Drake posted Pray For Haiti twice on his Instagram stories. Selling out a crazy amount of vinyl in a matter of days for Pray For Haiti was another accomplishment. He reunited with Griselda and Westside Gun. It's been a year to remember for the Haitian-born MC. Unsurprisingly, his immense recent success has translated to Mock's lyricism this year. Even more so than Pray For Haiti that, although was very celebratory in many moments, it's been a significant time just exploring that Haitian culture that Mock is a part of. Balance Cho, on the other hand, is Mock's most celebratory album yet, sounding like a victory lap in many ways. And Mach could have taken this victory lap in a variety of different directions. He could have taken this opportunity just to flex nonstop and talk about how happy he is that he is in this position. But instead, although Mach certainly does dabble in those topics, he went in a precisely different direction and really comes from a place of confidence and a self-assured pride where the tangible results in Mach's life has only strengthened his resolve in how he has approached his career and his life and his art. This is precisely why this album in particular gave me very strong Jay-Z 444 and onward vibes. On a track like Self Love, those 444 J vibes are very literal, seen in his performance lyrically as well, in the breathy, soft, light vocal delivery and the flow, and obviously the grown man rap wisdom as well. Throughout this album, Mock gives us some game on how to approach your art, approach your life, while giving us some personal remarks as well on his journey 
to date in his life that I found were pretty interesting. His thoughts and perspectives on this album are really well communicated, where he avoids being long-winded and gets his shit off in a lyrically clever and clear way, sounding like a guy that just has wholeheartedly mastered his craft. I love the way he personalizes the narrative on the solemn and heartfelt wooden nickels, particularly how he frames the song as an almost allegory of sorts. It adds to the mythological weight that Mock often plays with lyrically. It really comes across tasteful here and is easily one of my lyrical standouts for this record. At just 24 minutes, Balance Cho is, is deceptively short because honestly the album really doesn't have any wasted space and fits in a lot more lyrical content and ideas than you would typically expect from a project of this length. This album showcases that Mock's album making skills have really improved here in 2021 because this is the short Mock album that I found in the past slightly lacking in focus and execution in that pre-2020 to roughly 2018 timeframe. Particularly on albums like Kill 'Em All and Tue Le Tue. And I have to go back to him linking up with Westside Gun once again earlier this year. As I noted back in my Easter Gun Day 4 and General Beef discussion with Hus Kingpin earlier this spring, where I noted that I was looking for Mock to gain from West's supremely strong album making skills and hopefully that would rub off on him and add some needed polish to his otherwise impressive approach to music. This influence was clearly felt on Pray For Haiti, which has grown on me since my initial review and may lead to a patron-only review, actually, so look out for that. And I believe that influence is found here on Balance Show too, as the album's flow, its consistency, and lyrical focus is absolutely on point versus those pre-2020 projects I mentioned before where some skits, sloppy hooks, wasted space, or inconsistencies in the sequencing hurt the final product. From a beat perspective, Balance Cho is warm, it's jazzy, and it's much more soulful than the sound that Mach normally works with. Even in comparison with the extremely polished Pray For Haiti, Balins doesn't have much of any of the hard-hitting, aggressive musical moments that we did get on Pray For Haiti, which did have a few joints like the intro or uh, Murder Season. It's a relatively accessible sound by mock standards here. However, there is some rough texture that's still present that I think struck a very neat balance on this album. An absolute beauty of a beat can be found on Self Love produced by the ever-impressive Conductor Williams, who I will shout out. I did engage on an upcoming piece of Three Keys on the Joyland album with Stick Figure, which you will not want to miss. But going back to this beat, it has this classically grainy filter that Conductor employs pretty often with a magnificently tender vocal refrain that I think he handled so well. The Magnum Band remix produced by Rossi is one of those few more harder hitting moments on the album and is just a fantastic fit for what Mock did with it. I love the shimmering keys that come in at, at times on this instrumental. I thought that was a really neat touch. 
The extended sax note at the end and just the general beauty of Wooden Nichols was another moment of intimacy and tenderness that was nicely accentuated by that instrumental. The only real misstep I would say on this album is Le Jean Sol. It's an odd Nicholas Craven beat that is just plainly not very good, and I don't think Mach does a ton of good lyrically to make up for it either. But Craven does have two other good beats on this album too, particularly the Sheep and the Goats track that I thought had a really nice beat that I feel like it's saying Mach, or he kind of manipulated the vocal sample to sound like it's saying Mach, so I thought that was a neat touch too. But yeah, overall, I liked how Balance Cho in just a short amount of time established a real musical identity and personality throughout the entirety that made no beat sound out of place and overall just left a very good impression on me. Balance Cho is the result of someone who put their 10,000 hours in. Mox sounds so remarkably comfortable and in control of what he wants to accomplish, where he can now effectively execute his ideas in music form with ease. And as listeners, we are reaping the benefits of a master at work. So there we have it, another episode of the Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLC TV. I hope this episode gave you some new perspectives and insights into what the greatest art form known to man in hip-hop music has to offer. If you want to support the show in the most meaningful way possible, it would be my absolute honor to have you as a patron in the new Rap Music Plug podcast Patreon. Through this Patreon, you will be getting exclusive content such as bonus episodes, exclusive album recommendations, exclusive playlists, early access to episodes, and more. And above all, though, you will be able to support the show directly in a way that will not only justify the crazy amount of time I spend on this show already, but allow me to cover some of the expenses related to supporting all of these great artists that we cover on the show through the website and will allow us to sustain and build on this amazing growth that the RMPP has experienced recently. Big shout out to Dano of Free Music Empire, Levy, Mahima, Jeff, Fatman Tomb, and Khalid for your generous support through the Patreon. I really appreciate it. So if you have any questions about any of the Patreon stuff or just want to keep tabs on the show, interact with me on rap music and all the great stuff that we can talk about, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at rapmusicplugpod or shoot me an email at qlctv.podcast at gmail.com. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on YouTube and Spotify as well. But that's enough self-promotion for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Peace.